Welcome back to Best Week Ever. Hey guys, uh, today's going to be a little bit short of an episode. We're going to be talking about some updates from past um, events that I spoke about. Talk about music a little bit too. And of course, TV. Today marks the official date of our one year anniversary. A year ago today, I had a three-week-old baby and we were told to go on lockdown for two weeks. Guys, it's been a year. I'm still at my house. I haven't seen my family. (laughs) My brother and sister have yet met their niece. And um, I don't know when I will be vaccinating. I'm hoping I will be by May or June before I plan to see my family this summer but it all can't be too bad since it's the reason why i started this podcast to begin with so on with the show update on the ti and tiny allegations ti lost his role in the anti-man he played an ex-criminal and was featured in the last two films of the ant-man series Well, now he won't be playing Ant-Man. He is axed. Sabina Peterson filed a lawsuit of defamation against T.I. and Tiny. Word is federal state authorities in Georgia and California will be involved. P.S. is Ant-Man, not (laughs) Anti-Man. I don't know why he said that. This is a huge loss for them, the Ant-Man series. It's Marvel Disney money. Again, that's a huge chunk now being taken away from the family. So we will be hearing more, obviously, on what will be going on. Another quick update is Chris Delia. Of course, um, he was accused of soliciting child porn. And this is all after admitting he had a problem more like of a confession tape now because it wasn't really an apology video. But, geez, this is just bad all over. He has a new kid with his wife. Apparently, allegedly, guys, this 17-year-old girl told him that she was underage and said it was quote-unquote hot when she told him how old she was again this isn't the first girl to come out there's been like over 30 girls who've had the same situation and that is what made all these women come out young ladies because i can only imagine how these girls felt so they probably felt so unique and i don't know he seems like an asshole and grooming these young ladies is just disgusting and for him to come out and said it's a problem no it's not a problem it's illegal all right can we talk about what adam levine tweeted or said in an interview adam levine speaks out about bands he called them a dying breed there's no bands anymore, he says, as he promotes his new song with Meg Thee Stallion, Beautiful Mistakes. 
He's been cameoing in every up-and-coming artist of the year, right? Like, if you noticed, Cardi B, um, <clears throat> can't even name some in the top of my head, but I swear every artist of the year, Maroon 5 or Adam Levine, let's just face it, Maroon 5 is not really a band. It's, I guess, just Adam Levine's band. But what does he know about bands today? Let's speak about that, okay? Work on Maroon 5. Because it sounds like you're just, it's Adam Levine and the band. And like, yeah. And let's be real honest. We haven't, in my opinion, really liked Maroon 5 since the first album. Remember all those hits? And the music videos, it hasn't been the greatest. It's kind of been downhill, in my opinion, because they came out like a cool band and then they kind of sold out to pop really quickly. Anyway, he retracted his comment and he wishes bands were more in the limelight. But has he ever even heard of Bandcamp? Have you guys heard of Bandcamp? Please stop whatever you're doing and go on Instagram and go to the handle at Bandcamp and you will see all these amazing up and come like up and coming indie bands, rock bands, alternative. It's like if I was a teenager, this would be the site that I would go to to find new bands, kind of like my LimeWire days. I'll put that link up so you guys can check this um website out um their instagram page is really cool because you can buy merch too off of them and um yeah like if it wasn't for Bandcamp, i wouldn't know who ada lee is look her up great indie soft girl music it takes me back to like my bright eye days let's not go there but yes, check Bandcamp because Adam Levine does not know what he's talking about. He probably doesn't like he listens to the radio. Like I don't I only listen to the radio if we're forced to listen to the radio and I have like we're in the middle of nowhere and no bars on my phone and it's just like, well, we gotta listen to the radio. Yeah. And speaking about bands, have you heard that Kings of Leon is coming back with a new album? Yeah, I'm pretty excited, especially since the front man of Kings of Leon, he kind of looks like my partner. Anyway, he is sober, cleaned up. Last time I've heard of Kings of Leon, it was actually in Texas. They had a concert. He came out drunk kind of said fuck you to the stage and left and that whole summer was fucked i think i even bought tickets and or was going to buy tickets because my friends got their tickets tickets refunded to them um that summer when yeah it, it didn't even start the tour left the stage i think he went to rehab right away afterwards because if you haven't really looked up history of Kings of Leon and um, just the alcoholism going on of writing, one 
one of my favorite songs actually in the album only by the night album cold desert the history of that song being made he was drunk and um just came out with these strong lyrics and yeah it's pretty profound and sad like when he's sober and he actually hears the music he kind of cries over it I think there's a documentary on YouTube I should probably look that up and speak more about this anyway they came they are coming out with a new album and apparently it's going to have none fungible token what is nft because i've been seeing that acronym being tossed around ever since talks that their album's coming out apparently there will be two versions where one is released and available to everyone like spotify itunes apple music amazon but the other version will be the nft version and it will only be available on Yellow Heart. It includes enhanced media, moving album covers, digital download music, and limited edition vinyls. I like this because it sounds more for the fans to get to know their favorite bands and to feel more exclusive with their bands and see get tickets right now to see their bands. But I'm going to find more out about this whole Kings of Leon album a tour sounds impossible or so far away right now but new music for them would be amazing i can it's been almost 15 years isn't that crazy i feel like or maybe i i think their last album was 2012 but still it it's not as great as when they first came out in the early 2000s uh, I just remember them with long hair and yeah, their sound was so great and I'm really excited. Pose season three is coming out May 2nd. I'm so excited. Also, I'm kind of not excited because it is the final season for this series. I knew it was coming because, you know, MJ, the lead actress in the movie, well, TV, uh has uh i'm not gonna spoil it but there's an incident that left off season two obviously in tears um but it got you excited because it was like <gasps> what's gonna happen <laughs> you know um the characters i just don't want them to go away or be separated so we'll see what is going to happen i'm excited it looks like the writing to this obviously took a lot of time and um yeah i'm so excited for may 2nd pose season three another exciting movie um or thing to look forward to is coming to america 2 on amazon prime it just released this well yesterday today's saturday guys um, I'm kind of excited about this only because I loved coming to America the first one I haven't read any critics or critiques on the second one yet. I did read one line, but um, it obviously was negative. 
I kind of want to keep it light and hope it's stupid hilarious because that's what we need right now. But I'm also going to watch Coming to America, the first version, the first movie, and then see Coming to America 2, just so I can compare and contrast. Obviously, the first one's going to be way better, but the second one, um, yeah, sequels to this, it has everyone back. Uh, I'm excited. Lastly, another exciting um, upcoming TV show interview that I'm oddly looking forward to watch is the Megan and Harry Oprah interview. Why am I excited? I have no idea. The Royal Palace is so sad with their tabloids and perception of Megan, and obviously they're tied to racism. Like, call it as it is. You don't like her. And Harry being raised in this environment, he has always wanted out. He doesn't want Megan to walk the same path as his mother. He's protecting her compared to other men who use their mother's loss and pain as a measure of how much wives should be able to withstand. And we all, through this quarantined summer, have watched The Crown, right? Or at least kept tabs or read recaps, I know I have, of how this whole family is with their secrets and their lies and their manipulative um, information with the press. The fact that so many tabloids right now in the UK are coming out of how she bullied the staff. All this crazy information that wasn't even talked about when they left, but now being talked about now because this interview is coming out and it's going to lead up to some controversies about the royal palace. And they don't like that. And apparently this is also affecting, um, I guess his name is Prince Philip, the queen's husband. I don't know. He's been in the hospital for COVID, if I'm correct. He's been moved around a lot. That's also sketchy. We kind of all know that guy is not alive. I mean, this is very, not to put like, um, like take out the pedophilia scandal of it, but it sounds very Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy on how this guy is holding off on their death just so they can Hold this against them and once the interview comes out they'll bash them on how disgusting they are for coming out with an interview during a very d depressing and sad time but yes guys be aware of how they kind of worded press wise newspaper wise on how versus Kate Middleton and Megan, Markle, the two of them, yes, they are different, but in the tabloid, like, it's obviously very sad how different um, they pitted them against each other. It's just disgusting all over, and yeah, check out The Crown on Netflix so you know what I'm talking about and know that we got Megan's back on this. For my worst week ever, I'm going to have to give it to Hillary Baldwin. Hillary, because there's no such thing 
as a Spanish translation for Hillary of Hilaria. She made that up. Anyway, um, I know I mentioned earlier in this week that she now has a new baby, even though she has a six-month-old. She started the surrogate back in mid-2020. In May, um, there is no word on who it was. Apparently, there was no egg donor or um, sperm donor involved. But the reason why I want to give the worst week ever to her is because the whole situation feels gross. Because I've I'm I read from Joe Piazza. Remember her? I talked about her podcast under the influence about mommy bloggers and mommy influencers. Influencers. I'm gonna put the link on our description. For the episode, she wrote on the New York Post about how maybe she's a genius, but at the same time, it's very mommy dearest <laughs> of her branding her kids and like her this new child is basically her brand, which is just kind of gross, right? If you think about it. Like, this is basically a publicity stunt to not only distract them, distract us <laughs> from what happened with her being a fake. She's not Spanish at all. There's not an ounce of blood of it in at all of Spanish. Um, but, um, yeah, a publicity stunt for still continuing her... Because she's a mommy, mommy influencer. She has like a mommy podcast. She has a lot of endorsements about um, products for babies and her kids. This is just another move for her to continue her career, her business. Which, th this is what I mean when I'm saying it's gross. She's using her kids. Because let's be real. She has six kids. I don't really think... <laughs> I have one and I am a mess. <laughs> she has six and she can, you know, she has nannies. You know, she has cooks. She like good for her, right? I don't, that's not my type of mommy influencer, mommy blogger that I follow. I don't really follow mommy influencers or bloggers. Um, my mental health cannot take that kind of <laughs> information. But what makes me give them the award is because it's not just for Hilaria, it's for Alec Baldwin as well, who were was responding back to fans who were commenting just one sentence words like yikes and he says fuck off. Like, dude, if you're going to represent your family, <laughs> brand your family off or use them like you are right now to get those clicks get that like because you know the they're influencers they in, technically influencers i'm using air quotes um every click they get they are getting a paycheck you cannot expect to pawn your family as a business like that and then not answer real questions anyway 
I, like I already said, I feel bad for these kids and I just wish them all the best in health and yeah, it, this is just really yucky. I mean, as a mom, this is, I, it, it, it doesn't feel right in my stomach and, um, yeah, it's another reason why I don't follow mommy influencers or mommy bloggers. It's just another reason for me to not even invite myself into that conversation. I exit myself out. It's just not for me.